It's the Daily Talk Show. I'm Josh Jansen. I'm Tommy Jacket. And this is the uh, conversation sometimes worth recording, TJ. It's episode 91. Oh, yeah. Booyah. It feels like a while since it's just been you and I chatting. Yeah. Well, we chat all the fucking time, but when we turn on the mic, it's a different vibe. Yeah. I mean, I usually have an English accent. That's my <laughs> real... <laughs> no, it's not. Do you think you put on a voice? Do you get critiqued on from anyone saying you sound different when you turn the no, mic on? No, not on a podcast. Remember hearing, we did yeah. it in an earlier episode, and we'll probably do it again, is play some stuff from Shepparton yeah. when I was uh, 24, 25. And you go full cringe. Oh, I do. Yeah. Look at... I mean, yeah... We, I cringe at, a, at my past constantly. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe you don't cringe at your past. What? You just bask in it. You fucking I do enjoy use it. it as a, a body wash. The funny thing is that I, um, you know how we have this feeling that we've s- sort of stay stagnant or that we haven't changed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I listened to yesterday's episode and. Oh, fuck. If your brother's listening. Yeah. He'd be upset with you. You're about to talk about, about the, the podcast. podcast. Don't do it. I agree with him. <laughs> I'm on your side, James. No, but to be clear, it's no, uh, when I was listening to it, because uh, I haven't listened in the last 90 odd episodes, I've listened to maybe three. And it, it did make me think, I'm like, oh man, I need to fix the compressors because it's all, it's a bit boomy. It's a bit like, I know. So if someone's right, listening, no, but if anyone's listening in a, like with a good speaker system and they've got, a fair bit of sort of bass if we're a boom 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 we'll be okay. fixing so that so as long as this is uh, you're making a formal apology yeah. I'll accept so the fact a, that you talked about the podcast it's a, it is a it's a formal apology and a a reflection on the fact <laughs> that we are we do improve and um, even though because I felt like I would have to listen to every app to actually improve but I feel like just having the conversations uh, naturally I had a there. meeting this morning yeah and it I had thought about it previously before going into it um, and it was thinking about how to talk about money. Mm-hmm. It's something that people skirt around. It makes people uncomfortable talking about how much they're going to get paid or how much they're going to charge or yeah. how much something costs. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating thing how money just adds a completely new element mm-hmm. to any conversation. Yeah. And I um, was it. Who was was it? A client supplier? What was the relationship with the? Uh, yeah, I'd say meeting? a client. It's you were trying to charge them for something. Well, it, see, here's the thing. I wasn't sure because it was like let's catch up to talk about this opportunity. Yeah. But in my mind, it was never clear about the monetary gain on my side mm-hmm. from that opportunity, and the yeah. opportunity would take effort from me. Mm-hmm. I'm being very. I'm not talking about it because I fucking I, I haven't taken on this thing or I haven't, yeah. and it is a bit um, s- secretive, not the word. It's a bit um, confidential in terms of what I'm dealing with. Fuck okay. it, I love making talking like this makes it sound like you're doing something this is really, really big. Good. It's good, isn't There's it? The, the the local pizza shop wanted a video. <laughs> They've got they're actually adding little bacon bits to their margarita pizza. <laughs> And they haven't announced it so yet. So true. I've got lots of friends that are in TV and they say, they, they're always like, look, confidentially. It's like they love playing in that space of talking about the things that are potentially going on. With- well, you, you can't talk, in a lot of cases, you can't talk about it. Jack being a good example, he'd been, he was going to London and yeah. not being able to tell people why he was going and all that sort of thing, had it under wraps. I appreciate Jack, Jack um, the way he dealt with it. Because we even caught up with him and had lunch and he was just like, 
He's like, I can't just talk about it. This yeah, well, was this ages was, ago. Yeah, that was like months and months and Before months ago. Before he even right? went to London, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I, because you could you could treat it and talk about it in a way that makes you seem bigger and it's like this thing. Yeah. And so I'm not trying to do that because it's nothing that big. But my takeaway was um, I, I confronted uh, the money thing. with Marguerite. <laughs> no, with bacon bits. <laughs> I talked. I ended up just going, okay, I'm just going to be really upfront. So I said... Um, you didn't say that though, did you? No, I said I need to make money. Okay, yeah. That's one of the things. That's, yeah, that's my great. priority at the yeah. moment is making money. Uh-huh. And so I led with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about the conversation I had and I was like, it's so fascinating because I think people are worried and maybe it came up in me that um, that you sort of ruffle feathers by saying... You want money, or it's or it's making you seem like you're only in it for the money. Yeah. But the reality is, I've got shit going on, and I need to be remunerated for my time, and that is with money. Yeah. And so I thought, yeah, just go lead with that. Well, I think that what I've I have done uh, with projects that I want to do, it's for a friend or someone that I like. I'll basically say like, hey, this is how much. Uh, I'll charge you and it's really just so that I don't feel guilty about saying no to other projects you Mm. are basically you're still buying my time whereas if they're doing it for if I'm doing it for free there's always that thing of if I'm saying no to work I'm really leaving money on the table but if I at least get them to pay some sort of tokenistic price then it's sort of I can say I can actually set this time aside for you, mm. and they feel empowered too because they know that you're you're getting paid fairly mm. for what's getting done. And what so what vibe did you get off them when you said that? Yeah, I it was good. It was understandably they 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 were they were saying yes, of course it's you know would definitely pay for this and yeah. they want to. They see the worth in it, and yeah. and so it was received well. And I think. This, it's probably not the best example of when uh, like a negative situation to learn from. Mm-hmm. It was like one where I might have thought m- more well, you about project it. this idea of like yeah. that people are going to really care. And so it's like when you – yeah, because a lot of time you were probably caring more than the other person mm-hmm. or you're thinking about it in a way that they're just totally not even – It's not on their radar. Not on their radar. And so I think it's like new people in business – how much do you charge? And then mm. you're just obsessing about this amount and you need to justify it. And, you know, a lot of the time the client takes the number as the amount it costs. Like it's, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time if they're pushing you on the figure, it's like they're maybe not the right client for you or they yeah. don't see your worth. Well, it's like our, uh, we're about to move out of our apartment. So we have mm. to do the big cleaning before moving out so that you know in, you can give the certificate or receipt or whatever to the uh, real estate agent so they know it's been sort of what is it was it called like bond yeah get your bond back got, get, get your bond back and all that sort of thing and uh, the quotes have been really sort of different in price so the quote that we got for doing our two-bedroom apartment through the cleaning company that the real estate agent recommends yes. and guarantees 100% bond back guarantee uh, was $480. Okay. Uh, do you think that's a lot of money? Your place, you could do it yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, that's like there is that theory behind it. 
and I was saying that to Bree, like, you know, we keep it really clean anyway. We've done it. Yeah. That's exactly what we've done multiple times, Amy and I. So we were we were thinking... In fairness, of, she's, clean, she's done the cleaning. <laughs> yeah. You've just outsourced it and just not paid anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so we... There was that price. There was someone who was like $300. But Bree spoke to these people on the phone who were $480 today to um, potentially lock them in and they said oh if we want wanted the balcony done as well it was gonna be an extra 20 bucks so it was gonna be 500 dollars. but when Bree got off the phone like we're being umming and ahhing being like eh, it's a bit of a lot of money given that like someone else is like quoted as 300 mm. and um but Bree was like oh she wasn't really fussed whether we went with them or not like she wasn't like prepared to budge which makes me feel that she must be really good yeah so maybe we just go with them it's, yeah, I get that's the perception. Yeah, that and, she's betrayed. And, yeah, and so and I guess that from a um, psychological point of view, I've definitely paid more for things to remove the the worry, right? So mm. it's like, okay, I'm going to pay a little bit more, but I know that I'm not going to have to stuff around with this. It's one of your favourite things to do: pay a little yeah, bit more. Pay, pay a little bit more. That's my tagline. Love a good subscription. But uh, no, I um I've been working on the uh, getting the daily talk show logo done. Okay, are you bartering? No, so I went to um, fuck your weave talking about the podcast into it very, very smoothly. Nice. No, but people, people topical, yeah, keep it, it topical. going. And so the um <laughs> no, I so I've been uh, I was back and forth with a guy for about the last week. I selected him based on it wasn't crazy expensive. It was about three hundred bucks. Uh, had uh, like three revisions and I liked some of the stuff that he'd done. The problem I think was that like he wasn't like for $500, I could get someone that I really like, I really like. And I thought I pushed pushed back on that idea of always just going the most expensive option because I feel like that is you, you, that used to be what I would do at a restaurant. I'd basically like go down the list to like say like okay 17 17 23 okay yeah that's looks probably gonna be the biggest 23 like what you look at the number i look at the price and go highest first isn't that fucked so i but i've shifted i've definitely shifted where i'll now be like okay i like it's between say the smashed avo and like the eggplant thing okay the eggplant mm. thing is 18 and the smashed avo is 20 i'll go the 18 like i'll go the cheaper well, option because you want to save some dollars now yeah well i think no but i think it's just that mindful thing of like okay well the default to go a bit cheaper did the more expensive one from a data point of view of you doing this quite a bit yeah did it mean it was better and bigger all the time no well i think that that's that's a thing in a lot of cases, especially with like travel experiences. I have some of my favorite travel experiences ever have cost nothing where it's like going out on the street, going into a city, walking around and paying a bunch of money for an experience hasn't equated to the happiness factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, no, so I, I ended up getting this uh, this guy who was 300 bucks, um, sort of Eastern Europe. Uh, I'd actually I've w- worked with worked with him before. Haven't mm. used his services, but have um, yeah, have sort of uh, have done some stuff with him before filming wise. And uh, yeah, I got him to do it, and I just wasn't happy with the first revision. And it was almost like there was no going back from the first revision, where he'd sent through the stuff, 
And just because he hadn't been able to articulate the reason why he'd done the logo the way he'd done, he just sort of sent it to me. And it was just mm. like a few, you know, a bit of typography and all that sort of thing. And so I think I was pretty dismissive in the sense of like trying to be nice. I'm like, look, I think this is my fault because I don't think I've articulated properly the creative and what I wanted. And th- upon reflection, I think that the style that I wanted, which was sort of typographically heavy, doesn't necessarily suit your portfolio of sort of more iconology, sort of like icons. So you should have spent more money. Yeah, so that's what I've literally done now. So it was that weird one where it's like I said to I said to him like, look, I don't think it's worth your while doing another version. He ended up doing another version for me and it was a bit better, but it was still m- missing the artistry that I was yeah. hoping for. It was just a commodity that it was just sort of like pumps out all these logos all the time. Yeah. And so, and he's a really nice guy. And so I, I wanted to make sure that I was like, uh, I was respectful and I definitely like some of the language that I realized that I was using at the beginning. I said, Hey, I realize that I'm partly to blame for the, and then I changed it. I'm like, hang on. Partly to blame is like the ultimate like way of like trying to put blame onto them because it's saying that there's like a certain well, amount of blame. Them. Yeah. There's a certain amount of blame and they have something. Whereas I think that, because it was completely my expectations that weren't being met mm-hmm. all, and I picked them. Nuances of conversation. Saying to somebody, so what you're saying yeah. is implying that what they're saying doesn't make sense and yeah. you're needing to clarify in a simpler form yeah. of what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how would you, what would be the less passive aggressive or rude approach to, um, so you're saying, what do you think? Mm. I'd probably... I'd probably do something around I'm not like I'd probably be self-deprecating where it's like I don't um, get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit dumb so take you know give me a second but I think it's an the, interview strategy like yeah. you see it where I mean yeah it's, it depends. But what I was thinking about what you were saying is a client that I haven't followed up on. Yeah. <laughs> Actually that yeah cuz we had a conversation it was around the money thing. And they were really trying to get a price out of me mm-hmm. for a project. And long story short, I realized they told me that they'd been ripped off by someone who paid, charged them a lot of money yeah. and gave them a subpar product. Mm-hmm. So people are, and then vice versa is like, if you pay cheap, it's like the saying, you get what you pay for. Yeah. And if you're paying cheap, you'll get a, cheap product Mm -hmm. and in a lot of senses that's true Mm -hmm. but there is this you know personal experience you know like the woman that i'm talking about that paid a shitload and their client had paid a shitload and they were jaded Mm -hmm. and worried that someone was gonna fleece them again you know and so it's money is just this thing of you know exchange of services you're constantly trying to work out what the other person's thinking yeah i think that there's a uh there's definitely a desire to try and be as honest and open about the whole process. Uh, I think that probably my thoughts have moved away from making them financial conversations and more around creative. Mm. So it's that thing of, 
you know, I look at, say, the value, say, like the Daily Talk Show logo. Fuck, he's back. And I think about... Sorry, I think, James. I think about the... I'm going to apologise on your behalf to James uh, every episode. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, you've got a lot of apologising to do. <laughs> There's been a few years there. Um, no, but it's a... Um, I think about, okay, these are going to be... Say if we're going to... like it, you know, I like to think big. I'm like, okay, what if we were to get like a lead light signage and we're to get this printed here and it's on the thing there and it's just like and we wrap your car as a decal <laughs> with the logo which if you follow us on uh, instagram stories you would know what i'm talking about at the daily talk show if but, you viewed it within 24 hours of yeah, josh posting it yeah it's very so there's a very small window yeah, yeah it's super, <laughs> super fans so yeah no i definitely i put that hat on and mm. i'm like okay well this is something that i don't really want to skimp on and what i've realized also is front loading communication having the hard conversations first being Mm. being the annoying one at the beginning where it's like okay let's make sure that we're all on the same page and that we're talking the same way to then allow them to be autonomous Mm. i think we've talked about it in emails yeah Uh, answering so someone asks you a question in email and the answer you have to give them is somewhat hard meaning Mm. I can't help you because yeah. that date doesn't work. Yeah. Is Don't like, bury it. Yeah, burying it in the email, just lead with it. I can't do Sunday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's about answer then context Yeah, rather than context then answer. So, yeah, it's that idea of we want to soften the answer, whereas really if we respect them, we should be putting it up front. Yeah, so uh, closing the loop of the the seg the chat we're having uh, i'm getting the pizza with bacon so <laughs> hey, hey we're talking about closing the loops i got um, another one to an, close yeah an, an anonymous uh, listener uh wrote to me and said um uh, on episode 89 where we had Bree on and i was talking about uh, how great the interview with uh, sandra sully on osher ginsburg podcast and what did you accuse sandra sully of doing, do you remember? Smoking heaps of durries and yeah. having like a, a raspy voice. What, Maybe what, I was thinking of someone else. What was the uh, what was the terminology that you used? Oh, I can't even remember. Well, the person. If I go into uh, the Something emails, around, I'll um, be able to tell you exactly. Uh, uh, commenting on your last podcast, my friend works at Channel Ten and can Perfect. confirm Sandra Sully does punch darts. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> true or defamatory. If it's not true, well, I, I think you can hear it in someone's voice when yeah. they punch darts. Okay, especially someone who punches a lot of darts. Yeah, Tia who punches a lot of darts. We spoke about him on yesterday's podcast. Rob Thomas from yeah. Matchbox. Great singer too. Yeah, dude. Some of the best people, like just to bring it around so it's less of sort of a defamatory case, a lot of great people punch darts. <laughs> Fair enough. There's your headline. A lot of great people punch yeah. durries. Yeah. So, so durries, dart, I don't durries, know all this term. darts, you know. Dingers. No. No, that's... No, that's, that's, um, you're that's fucked. Uh, so, yeah, Rob Thomas, he came into the radio studio I was working at. Mm-hmm. Man, his voice... And he smelled like Siggy's and uh-huh. he and he was just, whoa, his voice just sounds like, also, to be fair on him, he uses his voice a lot, mm-hmm. singing, and so it does change it. But yeah, he's a Durry man for sure. Yeah, you, you'd want to be, if you were making a living doing that sort of thing, but you could see how 
as a as someone old school media, how that was sort of a, a romantic thing to do, which is have a coffee, have, have a ciggy. Yeah. You'd be in the, the, <laughs> the boardroom or whatever it is and it would be, there'd be, you know, smoke covered yeah. sort of uh, <laughs> roof. There, I, yeah, I've never quite understood. Um, had lots of friends that been eating breakfast with them or food. And it's just straight onto a sea after food. Yeah. It's like gives them a rush or something. It's like taste buds are going wild and then they're just just sucking back. You know, talking about talking about people. <laughs> talking about talking, talking, about, talking about, about talking about people. No, it's the one area that I think that I've had the most amount of, um, I've been reflecting on it a lot in the last few years. Mm. So... I feel like as a kid, what comedy was for me was just like slamming people. I was it? That was, yeah, I thought that was really... You're a big jackass fan. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> not physically slamming people, <laughs> but just just like um, I enjoyed taking the piss. Heckle? Someone heckling and then the comedian going hard on them? Yeah, or like it's that? almost... Yeah, or the... Um, it's like the... Uh, trolling the trolls and stuff like that, like you and I having a good laugh at someone or things like that. However, so like this San- uh, Sandra uh, thing, or it was a passing comment that she it? smokes and she sounds like she smokes. And who who was right? I know Sandra but, punches durries, but I think, punches darts. But I think the thing is that I feel like I've lived long enough now to see how this like world goes around. And I think about like the amount of like friends that I've made and stuff like that, who I could imagine like without knowing them in a previous life, saying something on Twitter mm. or shit like, like, so I just like my default has just been, has started to come around to not talking about people because mm. I feel like every time I talk about someone I used to, I feel feel like I used to really get like a, wasn't like a good rush, but I would never feel bad about it. And I feel like I was catching up with the mate yesterday and even like I was implying something about someone. I didn't even say it, but it felt like I was, I had this bit of information, this bit of truth about someone and I felt this desire and the person came up in conversation and there was a desire for me to imply and say oh that person blah 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 mm. and i straight away like that evening i was just thinking about it i'm like uh, i don't feel good about yeah. that well gossiping amy had a situation at her office yeah. where she got caught up in some gossip and yeah. caught up meaning it was like she said something to the person who was being gossiped and i say gossip just using the sense of yeah. like being talked about uh-huh. But she found herself in this case where she wasn't meant to say it because then she was like, oh, Um, who said that? Yeah. And then Amy was telling me and I was feeling the feelings of what she was feeling, that frustration of like, I don't want to be involved in this. And I get it. When you're talking about someone else, it can. But I I feel like I don't – maybe we – you know, not – I think around your mates, everyone says some shit that they wouldn't yeah. fucking press record. Yeah. And but it's almost it like there. I want to, like, there's the, uh, I feel like I almost need to give context to these things now where it's like, 
Yeah, or or do I just not say it at all? I think you need to have your own personal filter. I don't feel that there's anything that I say that's about someone else that I'm not willing to say to them. Yeah, like, sure. And and it's and me saying Sandra Sully punches darts. I'm not saying it's fact. We've had it confirmed, so I can well, we, now. Can we be clear that we haven't had it? We've had an we've anonymous. Had an insider. We've had an anonymous person say they work. At, they've got a friend that works at Channel Ten who can confirm that she punches darts. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying. I don't think it's. It's not like saying she takes heroin, which is which more defensive. <laughs> she doesn't, and I just guess she doesn't. But you, what I, what I, I'm happy to talk about other people in the sense of this is some a thought. Yeah, and I don't think we're vicious people, so we're not, we're not mean. I get it. I know you don't want to focus your energy there, but yeah. maybe you're talking about having secrets on people, and it feels like you've got leverage over them. No, well, I, I don't th- feel that. No, I think that there's a, a level of. Um, I think I think about uh, when. Are you worried it's it happening to you? Is that what you feel? I think maybe no. It's not. No, it's not even that. I think that the feeling is that I will see people who I know, who would say something to me about someone else and I always look at them and, and I, I actually, the person who's saying it, I there ends up being a bit of a mark on their name where I'm like, oh, they're the type of person to sort of have a, have a crack or something like that. Mm. But I guess it's the differing versions of... But if you're not willing to say it to, to the person, don't fucking say it. Is what I think. And I think that there is that, but then there's also the fact of like, we have people that are really close to us. So Amy might be frustrated at work and might say things to you in frustration or just being like, oh, this person's really, you know, annoying me. They're a pain in the ass. Like, and then that's, um, yeah, like. Okay, then it makes me see that person in a different light. Yeah, but yeah, but not only that, I think that it, um, you know, these things aren't necessarily facts. Like I've had people where they'll say something bad about someone yeah, and then I'll look at that person in a different light now. But then the person who said the bad thing, they go on their merry way and they're fine. They have like a good relationship mm-hmm. with the person. But maybe I hold grudges because I'm like, uh, I don't yeah, want Yeah, that to. does play into it. I, I just think don't – I I think you don't want to be known – as the person who's talking about other people. Yeah, absolutely. And because if that is what the per- other people around them are picking up on yeah. as the trait, yeah, yeah. it's like if you're it's obviously gross. too much of that. You're doing too much and of I it. And I think the fact that it's like so isolated and it happened this once and I identified it and I drew mm. this big circle around it, I'm like, oh man, you know, like I wasn't a fan of that moment. Mm. I haven't consciously thought about it like you, uh, you know, articulated it. In years, I remember I was always distancing myself from people in school, those those people who would be gossipers or always wanting to start shit. Yeah. But I think there's a level of empathy as well, right? So I think that I think about, okay, like I'm saying these things, but I don't really know, like I'm taking this one perspective, which is mine, which is probably being told by a third source or all these types of things. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I value honesty and transparency and all of those things as well. I know. So, the squidgy story. The squidgy <laughs> story of, of 2004. Which, you remember um, the date? I don't remember the date, but I'm, I'm chucking a, a, rough, a rough number on it. A, a rough entry point. Rough entry. <laughs> 
It's a very good pun if you've heard that story on a previous episode. Let go back. Fuck, I just got hit with hunger. Really? It's about that, well, what time is it? It's like the three o'clock. Yeah, it's the three o'clock hunger. Mm. The spike. Yeah, I'm fine. I had a halloumi burger today before the show. Oh, of course you did. So it was really yummy, actually. Did you barter them to get it down in price? No, it was just an Uber Eats sort of shtick. Did you give the Uber guy a bit of shit? No, no, no. It was all all good. I've moved on from all of that stuff. Smoking. Speaking of darts, durries. Siggies, fags. No, you can't call them fags no more. You can't. I like Fuck. how you said that. You can't call them fags no can't more. Can't call and, and can't like, maybe suck back is, a ciggy. Is that the uh, <laughs> is that the title of the episode? Can't of the call episode? them fags no more. Can't call them fags Dude, no more. They, I remember buying fags from the. Oh, this is a classic story. Yeah, sure. This isn't the story, but I just no. It's like it's that. That's and then the they classic. turned to fads. Yeah. And then big bosses used to have red tips on them. Then they got rid of the red tips, like it was a light. Uh, Mother's Day went to my parents' place. They had a uh, a bong on the table. No, no, they had a um, a place that had gollywogs on no. it. You can't do that, can you? Fuck. Sorry, we're going on tangents. Airport. Yeah. Waiting for a plane. This woman had a gollywog, and if you don't know, because they are pretty much been wiped out because it's fucking not PC. Yeah. It's not even PC. It's like just not acceptable. They're, they're like black doll, black like cabbage patch dolls. So they're like kind of soft yeah. or they're just black skin with frizzy hair. Yeah. And so anyway, this woman at the airport. I don't had even one. know if you can say the words actually. Well, we have. Yeah. And someone said, oh, is that a gollywog? Oh, you said it again. And she said, yes, and I hate it how people always judge it. This is mine really? from my childhood. It's my gollywog. This, yeah, this was... This is when I was okay to be racist. And it, <laughs> it was so bizarre. Anyway, the smoking story. I saw... Well, that's how you're going to end that. But just... Yeah, I don't complete... Like, I just want to... Um, get big asterisks. Asterisks? Asterisk? Asterisks? Whatever the fuck the word is. The thing that looks like a star. Yeah, the, the starry thing. And some words after it. star. Uh, no idea about the history of gollywogs. Don't know what it means. Associate, I associate a little bit with like the equivalent of doing blackface, mm. but I have no idea about mm. it. Interesting. That's another topic. Uh, so, walking through the park uh, a couple of days ago, and I saw this, and as I was walking there, a woman ran past me. Yeah. Full jogging gear. Yeah. Exercise, lay day. Mm-hmm. And then as I go through the park, there she is sitting down, just punching a durry. And guess who it was? Sandra Sally. I look alike. I don't know no. if it was. No, it wasn't. Fuck. How does it, like? There's one guess we're never going to be able to have on. No, but I actually the thing is, let's be very very clear because I feel like this is very important. I remember hearing yeah. a um, I remember hearing a podcast about um, oh, this would be six years ago, and there was a guy. The it was a comedy. Podcast and yeah. these guys were making fun of these dudes. Um, we're not making fun of anyone. It, the funny thing was that I uh, recently heard a podcast where the dudes that they were making fun of ended up being guests on the show. I'm just like, you don't want to. <laughs> Are we going to be on Sandra we, Sully's podcast? No, I'm saying that we might. Be, Sandra Sully might come on our podcast. We should get her on the show to discuss all things darts. Yeah, maybe we could. <laughs> well, maybe not specifically that. But look, she's got. Um, we'll weave it in and say, I made it, may have said this. I'd like to get her on. That'd be fun. I don't um, know if she'll want to come on. No, nah, she probably wouldn't. Uh, anyway, this woman in the park just punching a dairy. 
after taking a run. She was exercising. The same fucking park I'd seen a dude, like, um, was in his lycra gear, had clipped off and was standing. So he's like just standing on the ground with his bike in between his legs, a racer bike. So Mm -hmm. he's like a full exercise nut. Yeah. And I looked over and he was smoking with a plastic glove on. Uh, Yeah, sure. And he's just... And then he put out his cigarette, pulled his glove off, put it into the back pocket and rode off on his bike, clipped back in. Exercise and smoking. <laughs> it's a real... The most counterproductive things you could possibly do. Punching a dairy and then and then doing your It's, it's, not, it's not ideal, is it? There's a real push at the moment on the... Um hallucinogenics have you i haven't i haven't listened to the full tim ferris podcast you had michael pollan on who's the guy who wrote the book omnivore's dilemma and every um every hippie's getting on board being like bro fucking told you what the shrooms are where it's at yes i haven't done shrooms or any hallucinogen no. Hallucinogenic drugs. No, I. Uh, that, that's I just, the, I they're never the kind cl- of drugs that scare me. But even even things like weed, you know, like there's a there's such a celebration of weed at the moment with legalization in different parts mm. of the US. Uh, there's all these businesses. Fucking try before you judge, bro. No, but I just no, I don't think I can. I feel like th- that's a setup if I've ever heard one. It's like, <laughs> bro, like you're never gonna know. It's like you with kids. It's like, mate, you won't understand until you have one, and then I'm gonna have one. You're like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> like, good luck sleeping, bro. It's like, so just like kids, kids are in a lot of ways like weed is it's like it could be this really, could be this amazing experience or it could uh, ruin your life. I mean, they're, they're, it's saying like saying you could go into the gym's healthy for you, but it could become the death of you. It's exactly what you just no, said, it's, it's though. No, you said it could be. It could, no, it could be. This, so it could be this. So weed for some people, from what I've heard, uh, it can be a relaxant if you have anxiety and all that sort mm. of thing. But there's a lot of people who, like, I worry that uh, peak performance. Like, not that I'm fucking peak performance at the moment, yeah. or even that's like I'm not fucking Armstrong. I'm not like you know doing crazy marathons or doing anything like that. But I just. Maybe it's this, I just don't need another vice other than yeah. chocolate cake right now. Yeah. I, I'm not encouraging you to start at all. My ex- first experience was very fucking If you put scary. it in a cookie versus putting it like it if I baked it. fuck you up even more so. Really? I've done it all. And the reason I stopped smoking weed 10 years ago is that I made these cookies and holy shit. They fu- the, the, so it's a, it's a completely different high. It, it, taking something and it being processed through your pancreas within so through your guts it is process is completely different so the drug itself thc is sent through the body completely differently so it gives you a different feeling it's the closest to having it being like a psych, um, psychedelic mm-hmm. and it fact i my mind was going a million miles an hour oh, i don't need that yeah, so never do cookies. Could you imagine? You. Could you imagine the phone call you would get, <laughs> bro? Please help. I'm just fucking. I'm thinking Good a lot. No I've idea. got this. Got I want to talk podcast. about the podcast. Let's do Fuck all the off. episodes. James told you not to. But um, there, yeah. For, so my first experience of um, both of those were very fucking bad. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't think that for my your drugs bad. Health. Just for, give it a rest. Yeah, or don't start. I've gotten into coffee. I've already started adding like two shots. To good. all my coffees. Is that good? 
I mean, drug pusher. You make me feel better about myself. Yeah. You need to remember to drink more water. I feel like dehydrated all the time. I feel like, like fucking dry inside. I'm not drinking enough. Anyway, it's the daily talk show, everyone. James, sorry, bro. Yeah. uh, For for the reference that Tommy's mentioning, it's that uh, my brother James Jansen mentioned that we talk too much about the podcast specifically on the podcast. And probably what he's referring to is you talk too much about it. Potentially. He's being nice. He seemed like a very lovely guy. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, We're getting a lot more listeners. We're fucking, we're peaking. We're we're like uh, month on month. The growth is unbelievable. If we were a startup, um, (laughs) if we were making money off this thing, (laughs) could you imagine? No, just be like a startup. We're still making no money. (laughs) Mate, this is the... uh, this is the truth, but um, no, we're we're getting a lot more listeners, but the fuckers aren't um leaving reviews on iTunes. Mm. We've just been stagnant. The last one we got TBH, yeah, the amount of reviews I've left in the podcast space, yeah, <laughs> so little to the amount I've listened to. It's the equivalent of like a happy birthdays. You know, every year I probably write two happy birthday messages on Facebook, but I'll get like eighty every. I'm like fuck, there's. There's 78 people yeah, that who are giving to. me a birthday message that I haven't wished them happy birthday. And maybe it's equivalent. Maybe I need to be doing more reviews on podcasts for the review karma to help me out. I, I agree with you and I might start. Yeah. I'm trying, that actually, that's one thing I'm trying to do is um, mention podcasts, mention like, uh, like giving people. He's done it again, James. I'm talking about podcasting, yeah. No, but um, no, I'm enjoying doing that where it's like actually because I'm spending so much time listening to stuff, yeah. going in and saying, okay, um, uh, you should listen to this. Very quickly, your old co-host, uh, Stacey June. Yes. Uh, she's part of What's the- What's Stacey up to? Uh, she's part of the Thinker Girls, uh, which was a podcast initially, then did the whole radio thing and then went back out and uh, doing podcasts. But anyway, uh, I really enjoyed, I was uh, listening to a few episodes and they had this great episode where they were talking about their transition from going the whole radio route to the podcast thing. And You raved about this to me. Yeah, I think it's a, it was a fucking great episode and... I respect what they're doing. So if you uh, if you have a podcast, one comment that I got from someone was they were put off by the Vagisil ad at the front. There was like a, I think it was a vagina specific ad that was being served because yeah. it's female focused. But I've just on that company, Vagisil. I think it's Vagisil. Maybe it's not Vagisil. No, I know there's a Vagisil out there, but I've always gone, why did you go with that name? Yeah. So the the episode that I really liked was episode forty six. And they're talking about passionate people and whether they're happier, which I thought was interesting. But like yeah, there are just some fucking guns doing a, a podcast, just trying to fucking hustle like the rest yeah. of us. So Stacey is a real hustler. Yeah. They both She's are. Great. Yeah, they're both fucking smashing it. Anyway, it's a daily talk show, everyone. Uh, if, you've got, if you've got a podcast too, let us know at hiatthedailytalkshow.com so we can have a listen to it. And if we like, like it, we'll, we'll talk about it. If we don't... We just won't we'll, um, defame it. you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have a good one.